What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Dreams, the show where we make your fantasy dreams a reality. It's the corniest tagline of all podcasting. We're already here, so fuck it. And today, we got a special episode. I was talking to you guys last week about how after the division previews, we're going to be doing some different stuff around here. And today, I figured why not, you know, get a little interaction and react to some hot takes. So, uh, you know, we've got a couple people on stage. We're going to have some more people coming through, most likely throughout the episode just uh, giving their hot takes. And uh, with that out the way, I guess we can go ahead and start. So if anyone up here has a take they'd like to to give, their fantasy football hot take, then go ahead. I'll start. So I'm not exactly sure where this player is going to end up. You know, it's hard for me to say he's going to be a top, you know, 15, 20 running back or anything along those lines. But I will say... Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, running back for the Eagles, I think is going to be a guy who is going to be on almost everyone's um, or picked up at least on at least someone's team in almost every league. And he's a guy who sat out uh, the 2020 season at Memphis uh, due to COVID, but uh, he was a guy I watched a lot in 2019 and he kind of has the it factor, man. He, he catches the ball. Uh, he, he's very smart. He had a few really good blitz pickups uh, in their preseason opener against the Steelers. And that's something I like to watch for because sure, you know, there's a lot of talented guys in the league and specifically on the Eagles team. Uh, they actually have a pretty crowded backfield, but it, it's good to see that because that's going to, uh, let him get m- more time on the field, right? Uh, so I think Kenneth Gainwell is a guy who you're going to see uh, in the third down situations, uh, third and long, you know, th- those types of situations. But I also think they're going to put him in packages um, where they also have, you know, Sanders or Scott on the field too as well. So uh, long story short, I think he's a guy who's who's going to be um, picked up in everyone's league by, you know, week three or four. Right, that's possible for sure. I don't think that's uh, that's even too much of a hot take. Like, uh, it seems to me that they really don't believe in Miles Sanders that much, if at all, just with how many backs they keep there and the fact they drafted Kenneth Gainwell in the first place. Um, I think you're right that he's going to get in on um, third down situations, and then like, if Miles Sanders gets hurt, that'd be crazy for Kenneth Gainwell. And like, he's been taken in a good range where. You can bank on his upside, but you're drafting him closer to his floor than his ceiling, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you obviously know what you're talking about here, but on on Twitter, you know, I got a lot of pushback just by putting that out there. You know, guys are like, he's the fourth best running back and this and that. But, you know, the way I look at it is, is upside, right? And, uh, you know, he would have been closer to a, a second round pick uh, if he – 
would have played in 2020. And, you know, most mocks before the 2020 season had him in that range. So he kind of fell just from not playing, which I understand from a, a risk perspective. But, uh, you know, he's in a line of a few uh, Memphis running backs who have succeeded um, Henderson, uh, Antonio Gibson. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not the hottest of the hot takes, but, uh, you know, I'm personally, I'm drafting him in our 14 team league, you know, and probably a, a deeper round. Uh, de- definitely going to pick him up. And yeah, I'm glad you can uh, somewhat agree with me on that because yeah, his talents there and the upsides there as well. Yeah, for sure. Kenneth Gainwell seems like a pretty smart pick to me where he's going. We'll see if his ADP rises at all before the uh, the season with these preseason games. But uh, right now where he's going, I think it's a fantastic pick. Yeah, it was almost perfect for me because I saw enough in, in the game where his stats weren't crazy. But he, he had a few carries, had some catches. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I feel good about it. <laughs> I was like, don't score like a 90-yard touchdown, right? Because then, <laughs> yeah. then everyone, you know, the – the uh, casuals are are like, oh man, we got to pick this guy up. So it was that that was uh, that was perfect for me. <laughs> right, that's what I'm scared of with uh, Ramondre Stevenson because he's a guy I really liked as a Patriots fan, but like also just from a fantasy perspective. And then he had 10 carries for 127 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. Hey, you like, can well, blame yeah. you can blame Ron Rivera for that one because <laughs> yeah. they were trying to run the clock or you know trying to take a knee and, and call it good. And Ron had different plans, and I knew Bill at that point was was gonna. He didn't necessarily take a shot because that was the second play after it. But of course, Bill is a competitor. He was like, "All right, game yeah. one." <laughs> Man, that was yeah. That that's, so that's crazy. I mean, if he ends up being like. Well, you know, in their rotation for running backs, like that play, I, I, I know, like maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment, but I mean, a 90 yard rush never looks bad. So, <laughs> right. That's very yeah. true. <clears throat> He's um, just a weird one to draft because was Belichick usually uh, red shirts, those running backs he drafts his first year. Right. Like Damien, he got red shirt his first year. Mm-hmm. Also, it's tough because. They'll carry four or five running backs in one game. <laughs> one guy's going off in the next next game, next week. Yeah, a guy isn't getting any targets. So I've noticed that with the Patriots over the years. But they're good guys to handcuff because, you know, if there's injuries, they're, they're good guys to have. For sure, yeah. Um, so, yeah, does anyone else have another hot take that they would like to give? Uh, I don't know how hot of a take it is, but I think Brandon Ayuk is going to be a top 10 receiver. Ooh, that is a hot ass. Top 10. Let me hear why. Let me hear why. I mean, just look at the numbers from his last eight weeks. If you like. Uh, I mean, that came without George Kittle and Debo Samuel, right? True, but I think they realize that they actually have, like, I think they actually have a number one receiver outside of Kittle now. Like Debo's nice, but I think Debo is more complimentary than to Ayuk than vice. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's enough passing volume in the 49ers yeah. to make yeah. them top ten. They're such a they're such a run heavy team. Yeah, and like especially if Trey Lance comes in. If Trey Lance comes in, Ayuk is fucked. Oh yeah. Do we re- do we really think Trey Lance is coming in though? Like hell at yeah. some point. Hell yeah. They, they gave him superstar Devin Madden. He's definitely coming in this season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got superstar Deb over Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. Did he really? Yeah, him and him and Trevor Lawrence only a quarterback to draft. They got superstar Dev in that. Okay, yeah, that's ridiculous. I could see them. I yeah, could, I was just gonna say. Oh, 
I was just going to say one thing. Um, I love his talent and his upside, but yeah, it does concern me like from a production standpoint with that offense, but yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, because if he ends up being a guy who they really start going to, you know, almost every play, I mean, it's tough though with Kittle, like you said. Ayuk top 10 though. Like, okay. So like who's being drafted in the top 10 that you think Ayuk passes? Uh, personally, I just feel like, and this is obviously just speculation, but I feel like there are a lot, we're hitting a wave of receivers that are like kind of re- going to start regressing, um, especially like with their quarterbacks as well. Like I don't expect Mike Evans to be no top receiver. Uh, I expect Keenan Allen's stats to drop a little bit. Like sure. I, I expect some. I expect some of these older receivers who were drafted like 2008, 2009 to like really kind of take a step back. And I feel like the Niners, the smartest thing to do is like if they really think that Trey Lance is going to take a year, two years to like start, why not just up Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value as much as you can this season and like just start passing it a little more. Try to get something back for him if you can, and then. And then start the Trey Lance show. Uh, I mean, even if you throw him more Jimmy G, like, is that going to, like, really do much? Because Jimmy G throwing the ball isn't exactly going to be great. Yeah, and Jimmy G hasn't really been that uh, healthy lately either, so. Very true. It's not great, but it's like, I think I think the best thing the Niners could do is they know they're not winning shit this year. So it's like, you might as well just try to make the most uh, out of Jimmy G's trade value when you know you have your quarterback of the future. Take advantage of some desperate, like, you know, I mean, he got a $120 million contract off six games. If he has a decent 12, 13 games to start the season, like teams are going to, teams are going to pay for him. It's just tough because I do agree with you what you said about the regression, but there is a pool of guys kind of in that same realm, you know, Boyd, Claypool, uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, Jefferson's another one who I think is going to be better than him, so. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Top ten, top ten is a really hot take. Yeah. But I mean, I I do agree with you though. I think he he's ha- is a valuable guy, like from an ADP ADP perspective, um, where a lot of them ha- have him at. But yeah, I, I don't know about top ten though. Yeah, and what about DK Metcalf? He's in that division. He's probably gonna be higher up too. That's true. Maybe maybe top ten is a little too ambitious, but top. 10- okay, for sure. No, like, no, I just up Patrick. The, uh... I would I would agree with you. I actually agree with the top 10 evaluations. Are you top 10? And, and the reason I agree is that Ayuk, watching him last season, like his film, he shows a player that could be like a receiver one on a team where he has good physical, like physical uh, ability, and he's a very good route runner. And his speed, like his deep speed is actually really good. Like his, I, I believe his ability, I think, could get him like as a wide receiver one on a team. And Kyle Shanahan is a player who could like scheme up good plays for for like a receiver like that. I I, I think. Yeah, your his film was crazy, but like it's just a, a question of if he's in the right situation to maximize his potential, at least in this season. Yeah, and so I, I still think Kittle's the wide receiver one on that team, even though he's oh for sure. Like I, I pulled up the list of like wide receiver ADPs right now. So, like, Devontae Adams, obviously, I would assume you'll have him over him. Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley. You know, you got Justin Jefferson. And then uh, you said you're lower on Keenan Allen. So you have Ayuko. I'm I'm lower lower on Ridley, too, though. Like, I'm lower on Ridley. 
Oh, you, 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 you have Ayuk over Ridley? I, like, based on what I've seen from Matt Ryan last year, like, I just really, I really have a hard time, like, confiding in Ridley, especially when Kyle Pitts is going to be taking a lot of those targets away from him. Like, I understand Julio's gone now, but I really, I really don't expect Ridley to have a better year than he did last year. I expect him to kind of regress a little bit. But that's because Matt Ryan's regression as well is, like, a bunch of... Uh, yeah, did Matt Ryan know. really have a bad season last year? He ended the season. He was pretty very good. Bad. Like he ended the season very bad. So if you want to go off like the last like second half of the season and like project that into next year, which is kind of like what I'm doing, then I, I expect them to kind of fall off a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Like I think um, that's where we differ for sure. I've Calvin really as a guy that has upside to finish as the best receiver in fantasy this season. Like I'm super high on Calvin Ridley. Kyle, you got you got to pull me up the sets. What, what was what was Ridley's numbers of Julio off the field last year? With, with Julio, Julio off the field? field? All right, let me... And with him on the field. Because I, I, I think it could end up happening. It could be like Juju Smith-Schuster all over again. It could end up happening. I don't know. It could happen for sure. Let me try like, to find these. Like it's possible it doesn't happen. Yeah. It's possible it could happen. No, but I think it's like when you look at Calvin Ridley's film and you look at Juju Smith-Schuster's film, Calvin Ridley's better than Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even if you want to say Matt Ryan's going to decline, I think Matt Ryan's going to be better than Ben Roethlisberger right now. I mean, are you using Juju Smith-Schuster's? T- <laughs> no, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I mean, Juju's numbers were nuts as that, that the last year before Antonio left. He did, was he ever like, like fourteen hundred yards or something yeah. like that? He was nuts that year. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And then now he's putting up what, like five hundred yards. Yeah, he, he's struggling. That's terrible. Um, so let me see. Let me figure out what. Like I still think really has way more talent because he's he's quicker. He is he actually gets more separation. He's a better route runner. No, yeah, Calvin Ridley is such a good, and he gets touchdowns too, man. Like he's so yeah. good in the red zone. All right, so let's see. So Julio missed weeks three, five, twelve, and the rest of the season. I think is what it is. Yeah. Um, so Julio or Calvin Ridley, I mean, in those games, put up 17, 22, 17, and then uh, 27, 33, 18, and 9 in the games without Julio. Mm. Um, so yeah, he was still putting up numbers. Definitely. So I don't know. I'm just a, I'm a Calvin Ridley guy just based off film and the fact that, it, like, I'm not as high on Kyle Pitts, like stealing targets. Um, so, so I don't know. I think Calvin Ridley could have a, a really big season. I will, um, I will say in uh, three of the last five games that Ayuk had, he had 13, 14, and 16 targets, respectively. Yeah, he did. But, uh, again, Kittle yeah. not playing as much, not at 100%. You know, yeah, he and, hurt. and that was different, too. Wasn't Nick Mullins throwing him the ball? I think so in those games. So yeah. he was targeting him specifically. Yeah, so that's a little dicey. Ayuk top 10, though, is a scorching hot take. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really heavy. <laughs> that's a hot, hot take. Does anyone have another fantasy hot take to try to match Ayuk being a top 10 wide receiver? Um, I'm not going to be biased, but I think Damon Harris will be top 10 running back this year in fantasy. I think it's he really possible. is. I, he's a beast, bro. He really is. Go look at his numbers last year. In 10 games, he had 700 rushing yards. That's ridiculous. In 10 games... He would have had over a thousand yards easily in the next six games. 
Right. And I know that like every single season we trust Patriots running backs and it's like, oh, but it's different this year. But like it is different this year. (laughs) It is. Tony Michelle isn't it's like he's kind of in the doghouse, it seems. He like probably would have got cut if Ramondre Stevenson wasn't like a little banged up in training camp. Yeah. Um you know, and we do still have like JJ Taylor looked pretty good in preseason. We have James White. Yeah. But like the team is built around the run. And there's going to be so many scoring opportunities, um, like in the red zone, especially if Cam gets benched for Mac Jones. Like his touchdown upside is like Legarrette Blunt 2016. It's unreal. Yeah, it was it was PFF's uh, the numbers last year. It was like the most possible yards gained for running back. Damon Harris was first last year. For like the most possible situations he was in, he got the most yards out of what he could. Right. I don't know if I can rank him as a top ten running back, but that's for sure his upside. Like so so which which uh Patriots running back do you think will have the best season fantasy wise? Oh, oh Damian Harris. Not even close. Not even close. You repeat Damian that? Harris. Damian, Damian Harris. Harris. Damian Harris, okay. Uh, top ten running back fantasy book it right now. Let's see. Yeah, I mean like let's see, you got McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. I'm not super high on like because I feel like Saquon's going to get hurt again. He's always Damien shows you he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's not just a one-dimensional player. He can catch the ball. Right. His like receiving upside is capped by James White for sure. Yeah. But like he can do it for sure. Caffrey um, will be the best fantasy um, running back overall. I think it's going to be Kamara because he's the only receiver on the Saints. Yeah, but like yeah, James and true. Taysom Hill don't throw the ball to running backs. Like his numbers yeah. uh, catching the ball. Whenever Drew Brees isn't playing, go way down. True. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm kind of fading Kamara this season, to be honest. No Kamara, and they're gonna yeah. overuse Kamara anyway because he is their, their workhorse for that whole yeah. offense. So he's gonna and, get uh, a lot of touches. I don't know touches. if you can even call him that because, like, he he kind of splits carries with Latavius Murray. Like Kamara's not yeah. a twenty carry a guy, twenty carries a game kind of guy. Like we I might have to be now where the offense is with no with no uh, pass catchers. Did they name a starter yet? By the way, because I feel like no, oh, it's gonna be Jameis. It'll, it'll be Jameis. Yeah, it'll okay. be Jameis. I'll be stunned. between those two. Like if it was Taysom, I'm not I'll taking Alvin Kamara. If it's, if it's oh, Taysom, do you think he has more Taysom. value in PPR leagues? Kamara, absolutely, dude. Oh yeah, Even, everyone's gonna, um, But I'm saying gonna even be, like, with one of the top running back to pick this year for sure. Even yeah. with uh, even with either Hill or Winston starting, knowing they don't throw the quarterbacks. I mean, uh, yeah, he has more value in PPR than standard for sure. Like, it, it's weird. Like, either way, PPR or standard or half PPR, I'm taking Derrick Henry over Alvin Kamara every time. Um, but but he has more value in PPR for sure, just because he does still catch the ball. Like he's because Michael Thomas is going to be out for a lot of games, so like he's going to be their best receiver. I got another take when you're ready. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think Javante Williams, running back for the Broncos, is going to be a top 15 running back uh, this year. Uh, The big thing for me is the Broncos naturally, I think, are going to be one of the most reliant teams uh, running the ball in all of the NFL. And that's just how they're structured. And that's just the way they, you know, more or less develop their offensive game plan. And I'm actually uh, based out of Denver here. I live in Denver, a huge Broncos fan, and I've been hearing really good things about him. Um, I think naturally he's going to get 1,000 yards this season. And, yeah, I think top 15 uh, is a pretty 
pretty uh, realistic uh, spot for him. So, you know, I wouldn't say the hottest take in the world, but uh, a lot of a lot of players or a lot of uh, drafts have him, you know, closer to 30. Yeah, I think right now he's being drafted as the RB28 just by ADP. Um, it's possible. Like, y'all clearly believe in Javante because y'all traded up in the second round for him. Um, but, like, I don't know. He's splitting time with Melvin Gordon. I just don't know if the scoring opportunities on the Broncos are going to be there. I just don't see, like, much touchdown upside. So it's possible. Obviously, Ricky yeah. running backs, you never know. But I don't know if I can co-sign and be in top 15. Is Drew Locke still the starting quarterback for Denver this year? Uh, he'll probably start week I one. I think it looks like he will be. <laughs> well, I think he'll start, but I don't think he's going to be, like, solidified as a yeah, I would starter. S- those I would say as of, today, and, um, as of today, yes, but he's starting game one of preseason and then Teddy starts game two. So honestly, if Teddy shows out and has a better game. Yeah. What a fantastic way to utilize Jerry Judy. Start the quarterback. Of <laughs> Jerry Judy, I think he's going to break out. I, I won't go back to the Ayuk. I think Jerry Judy's going to be better than Ayuk this year. I really think Jerry Judy's going to break out. He just had drop issues last year. He was getting separation last year. He just dropped the ball. That's that's contingent on if Drew Locke starts. To me, at least. Uh, and if Drew Locke learns to be good at football. At least that. Drew Locke will take the chances and has the arm strength. You yeah. Know, like, and, yeah. But, and, and Sutton's coming off the ACL tear, so I think he's not going to be as involved as people think he will be because he's coming off that injury. Is it, cra- is it yeah. crazy to say Justin Herbert will be a top five quarterback in no, I think it's nope. realistic. I think it's definitely no. realistic. I do. I agree with that. I, I can't co-sign it. Uh, I'm lower on Justin Herbert this season, but um, it's what possible. If for Justin sure. Herbert lead has the best fantasy value at the end of the season. What a quarterback? No, I don't think he finishes. No, like, are you talking about just like in terms of like value as a quarterback pick? I mean, far as like as like fantasy point total, would it be surprised if they see him? Top three, like oh, halfway yeah. through the season, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I top know, three, uh, I can see top five. Top three, top three is really getting up there. I think so. top three is tough. I don't know. Top I talked I about this um, like a couple weeks ago. I feel like Justin Herbert, just uh, just in like an odds game, is kind of due for um, a little bit of maybe not statistical regression, but there's some things that could go against him to where his stats don't increase the way a lot of people think they will. Like he, uh, yeah. he got pretty lucky. I don't know. I don't want to say lucky, but he did have a lot of uh, deep balls and like big plays go his way with like receivers running after the catch and then connecting on the deep passes. Um, so there's a chance that declines. So if he does know. decline like that, then I don't know. And like you know, top know. five is tough. You still got Mahomes and Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, Dak. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of guys, I, man. It's be hard. I do say my five. hot take. I do say my hot take will be Josh Allen might be the best fantasy quarterback this year. Uh, well, he was the best fantasy quarterback last year. Yeah, he so. was. That's what I'm saying. I, I I believe him having a repeat season this year. We'll see. Uh, it's possible for sure. Wasn't yeah. wasn't Murray wasn't Murray ahead of? No. No. At least in the league I played in, like Kyler Murray was the third quarterback. I think Aaron Rodgers yeah. was second, and then Kyler Murray was third. Yeah. This isn't a take, but I just want to hear your thoughts on this player. 
I think he has yeah. really good upside. Uh, Lavisca Chenault, what are your what are your guys' thoughts on him? Uh, I'm kind of lower on him. I feel like him and ATN are kind of like clashing with their roles. Um, and I also feel like the Jaguars are in like a weird transition year of like what their scheme's going to be and what their personnel is going to be offensively. So um, I don't know. I'm kind of lower on every Jaguar than a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, who, who's, who's trusting Tim Tebow at, at tight end? <laughs> Tim Tebow's not making the team. <laughs> Probably not. I'd be shocked if he makes the team. I would no, too. he's making the team. He's making the team, but he's not starting. No, you know what? He won't get more than four catches. Urban Meyer will still yeah. find an excuse to keep him. <laughs> the, one thing I w- the one thing I would say about Herbert is his offense line was awful last year, and they definitely improved it a lot this year. Oh, for sure they did, yeah. Corey Lindsley. So he might have more yeah. time this year in the pocket. He'll have more time, yeah. But I, like, all those additions make me, like, way higher on Austin Eckler, I guess, rather than Herbert. If there is a charger I like, it is Eckler this season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just has to stay healthy, absolutely. Yeah, I like Eckler a lot. Um, what's up, Keyshawn? Keyshawn, do you have a, a fantasy hot take? A fantasy hot take? I think what I think so not not really a hot take but like in terms of like i mean obviously everyone compares like schedules at position like if you have two receivers you want to make sure the schedules line up with like easy matchups or you know like alternating easy matchups you know how much do you guys value weather um like when it comes to drafting and like schedules and like just certain like okay like for instance like um what's what's a good example um like Green like Bay, just any, like any team season? that plays, yeah, like any team that just plays in heavy snow, like come playoffs, like am I going to trust the quarterback to do that unless it's Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I personally I not really consider it at all. I really the don't. only time I would ever consider that is like if I did have a pick and I was like so 50-50 <laughs> and yeah. you're just splitting hairs at that point, but nah, not, not really. Right, little things like that I really don't think, but like I don't consider bye weeks whenever I – draft to be honest um again unless it's like really splitting hairs between two (laughs) players yeah um i just don't think about it that's a good question though yeah it is i got another i got another take i think uh burrow will be outside the top 20 for quarterbacks uh, I'm kind of with you. I'm hearing. Oh, he will. Report. I agree with that. Burrow is going to get murdered week one when his offensive <laughs> line has to has to go on the floor. On the yeah, he might die. He might and, die. I don't uh, even know. I don't, I don't even know how he's going to play. Bro, the I'm other thing that I'm worried about though is he. They will be down, so he might just get a lot of volume. But man, they're going to be in. I, I just don't know how they win over six and a half games this season. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to win a five game. Yeah, I mean, I think Burrow's going to be very, very protective in the pocket because of the injury he had. Yeah, he's a dicey pick for sure. I guess while we're talking about the Bengals, I can give one real quick hot take um, that I think Tyler Boyd is going to be the best Bengals receiver in fantasy this year. Mm. Um, he's being That's drafted as the lowest right now. That's a good um, one. I, I can see that happening. I, I like that. Low-key, I would actually take T. Higgins over Jamar Chase too. I agree. I think Jamar Chase finished at the lowest. The Eagles was really good at the end of the year. I, I, was about to, I, I was about to, that was my hot pick. I think Jim Chase finishes as the lowest Bengals receiver. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. he, he played with Burrow in college, I get that. But at the end of the day, he's a rookie wide receiver. Yeah. It's tough to and this guy took a whole year off of football, so he's going to be rusty. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think Chase is going way too high. I was just doing some mock drafts, and, man, he was going, like, top top 20. Like, I'm, like, over, that's like, Ayuk and Galladay, guys like that. I was like, ah, oh, man, that's – this is not that's a good way, situation. That's way too high to draft Chase. Yeah. Oh, another hot take. I tweeted this out, but I don't think I've put this out on the show yet. I don't know if Jamar Chase is even the best rookie receiver for fantasy this year. No, I, I think, think Elijah it, Moore might be better. Him or Jalen Waddle won those two. Uh, I'm not sold on the passing volume of Tua, and they also have Will Fuller and Devontae Parker. Yeah, but Will um, Fuller gets hurt every game. That's true. Sure. That's true. Um, He's hurt right yeah, now. He's had a hamstring injury. He might not be ready for week one. <laughs> yeah, but even, like, I don't know if Tua can throw for over 200 yards consistently. Yeah. I'm just not sold on uh, the passing volume. But Elijah Moore, what I've heard out of camp, it's ridiculous. Elijah Moore's so good. Yeah, he's getting more hyped than Zach Wilson. He really, I haven't heard anything from Zach Wilson. It's just Elijah Moore. Yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of wild. I do have a question, though. Um, yeah. Fantasy-wise, of, Dal- of Dallas Cowboys' three receivers, which one do you feel is the safest bit? Or would the have... Safest pick? Uh, or who do you think will have the, who will have the best fantasy season? Oh, I think CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is just – I don't know if he's the safest, but he definitely has the highest ceiling. I'm so scared. Well, there's something going on with uh, – I'm worried about uh, about uh, Cooper because he's got some ankle injuries going on. He's got something up with his ankles right now. Cooper is good also for three or four games a season. They give you a game where he has a stat line of like one reception for nine. Yeah, he's terrible on the road. He's so inconsistent. Oh, he's true, but somehow, somehow every year he ends up. Somehow every year he still ends up with a thousand yard season. (laughs) He does, but those guys in fantasy you don't really want on your team. Like Mike Evans is the same way. I hate having Mike Evans in fantasy, but he'll still put up like a thousand yards and like eight to ten touchdowns. But like he's terrible to own, especially in PPR leagues. Yeah, if you're in the PPR oh, yeah. league, I would I would avoid guys like Mike Evans and Amari Cooper. But standard league, I I see the value in them. Uh, yeah, I guess, but also like who plays standard like <laughs> PPR? Sure. Yeah, yeah, standard's not very popular anymore. They should probably change the name from standard. To be honest, beginner, <laughs> <laughs> beginner. It really is just PPR with training wheels. If you think Tyler, did you mention did you mention your TJ Hawkinson over Darren Waller? Oh, I've mentioned Ooh, show. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I do have Hawkinson. Okay, there's the hot Waller. takes that I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do have Hawkinson over Darren Waller. In I don't think that's a hot take. Go look at the receiving core in Detroit. There's nothing there. I mean, Thank Oakland. You. I mean, or sorry, Las Vegas. I mean. Nah, but I, would, I was going to say, I would argue with us the fact that our offensive line got worse. Derek Carson, he's already a take down quarterback and he's going to have less time to throw. So I feel like Waller would be like his favorite target. And how many games did Hawkinson play last year? Because he had 700 yards last year. So I think uh, he got hurt some games, right? I know he did miss some time, so let me see. But, yeah, like, I don't know, just the amount of receivers Hawkinson has on his team, like, it's nothing. And third-year tight ends tend to be the breakout year. Jared Goff's better for tight ends than Stafford. Like, Jared Goff made Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby fantasy viable. And now it's yeah. just Hawkinson. Um, oh, Hawkinson actually played every game last season. Did he really? That's pretty yeah. good. And he finished as the uh, tight end five last year in his second season with a bunch of receivers like Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, like actually on the team. So, yeah, obviously Darren Waller is a better like talent at wide receiver or not wide receiver at talent, Ugh, at tight end. I mean, God, 
Um, but like Hawkinson, I feel like he's just in a better situation. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe Ruggs breaks out this year, so maybe he gets all that volume for uh, Las Vegas. Uh, it's possible. Or Mario. Do you think Kyle Pitts will be the best fantasy tight end? Absolutely not. Um, I'm not very high on Kyle Pitts in terms of like where he's being drafted. It's too high for a rookie tight end. Um, like I think of a lot of picks in fantasy. Um, not even just as like, oh, I'm going to pick this player because I like him but also investments in the offense that you're taking them from. Um, and if we're talking about investing in the Falcons offense, I think a better investment is Russell Gage in the 12th or 13th round versus Kyle Pitts in the 5th or 6th. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I would agree. I think when it's all said and done, I think Kyle Pitts ends up a top 10 tight end, but that's not that's not really a hot top take. Top 10 for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like you said, he's going, he's going really early. I, he has a high ceiling, but yeah – I don't know how early you can draft him like that because then yeah, right if, now he's a he's a tight end four off the board. He's over TJ. Yeah, Hawkinson he's going and really early. I mean, there's only one tight end to get a thousand yards over a thousand yards in a rookie year, and it was Mike Ditka in '61. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I will come back with you know, like let's look at the last you know ten years with the new passing league, and you know, look at that data set. But I, I do get what you're saying, but at the same time, he kind of operates as a wide receiver in a way. That's what I'm saying. Like he's kinda like Kelsey. He's kinda not even a tight end. He's kind of just like a mix. Yeah. And I would I would argue that you can make an argument with Pitts and Hawkinson because Hawkinson really is the only guy that defense has to really <laughs> Uh, I guess, but that's kind of less with tight ends because tight ends, more than receivers, are able to, like, find soft spots in zone coverage. Yeah, Yeah, they're going against, like, linebackers and safeties, not not corners. I mean, it's going to be lined up a lot in the slot, too. I mean, they're going to spread them out, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you think they'll use them kind of like the Saints used to use um, Jimmy Graham? Uh, No. No, I think even so, like, I'm trying to think of a good – Almost like Julius Thomas. <laughs> That's like mm. a throwback. But just like with the – just like – because Thomas net was rarely in a three-point stance, but he was he was a tight end. So Yeah, it's possible for sure. I don't know. I just – I'm super high on TJ Hawkinson. And um, I, I don't know. I've never had Darren Waller. Maybe that's why I'm not signing him because I've never – and he, and he kills the Broncos. Man. Like, oh, yeah. I, I know yeah. it's just one team, but they play twice a year. And, like, every time, man, he, he goes for 100 almost every time. Like we, Oh, my God. Oh, he fucking so murdered the Chargers, too. Yeah, he yeah. Chargers got killed by him last year. And then, he, then you would get those one, those games where he could get, like, two catches for, like, 30 yards. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, but that's just tight ends, you know. Yeah. Unless it's, like, Kelsey, then you're going to have to just take those. Um, His story is crazy because he – he he was a rookie, like 2015, technically, right? And then he went through some like legal stuff. A lot yeah. of people saw that, but yeah, he was with Baltimore back in 2015. Yeah, they drafted him, but they wish they had him right now still. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, him and Mark Andrews on the same team. Oh my god. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, here's a question I wanted to ask. Right, this isn't necessarily a hot take question, but like, I guess it could lead to some. Um, so now that the schedule changed from 16 to 17 games, do you think that impacts, like, the league and, like, fantasy trends at all? Because the more oh, I've thought yeah. about it, the more I feel like it might lead 
towards a uh, an uptick in wide receiver value instead of running backs because wide receivers are pretty much guaranteed to play more games and like running backs might get like load managed to be honest they could yeah i i actually agree with you i was looking into that just because you know, I so I'm the founder of Capwise. We focus more on sports betting, but it, it's funny because just off the bat, people were leaning towards overs with teams because they naturally were like, "Oh crap, there's 17 games." <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but I would say with that, with the, from the fantasy perspective, yeah, I think like wide receivers might be a little more valuable if you're like, you know, should I get Diggs or I'm trying to think of who's going to be around, like Austin Eckler. Yeah, yeah, it's like who you know who you're gonna go with. The, the position is just so. Yeah, and then you get yeah. you know handcuffed these these running backs. You know, look at like I know I mentioned like Gainwell, and you know it's crazy because one one injury and all of a sudden a guy like that is is touching the ball like ten fifteen times a game. So yeah, I kind of liked your thinking. Wide receivers might be a little more valuable. Yeah, and like maybe it's not even like an immediate trend this season, but I think over the next couple seasons. Like, we could see it for sure. We're, like, receivers. Not that, like, we're ever going to see, like, wide receiver as a consensus 101 pick, but, like, more wide receivers in the first round than we're used to. Yeah. So, I want to go back to the Bengals thing real quick. So, if Burrow's yeah. less than a top 20 quarterback in fantasy this year and they end up running the ball more, what could be Joe, Joe Mixon's ceiling this year? Could he be an RB1 maybe? Is it possible? Yeah, he can finish as a top 12 running back for sure. Um, Joe Mixon will be limited in practice. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah, yeah. The, the I will say so I bad. Had Joe Mixon in a league last year. Joe Mixon was the worst player to own last season, just because well, he was day to day every week for like ten weeks, and he never played. But they had the worst O line. Yeah, I had, to, I had, to, I couldn't trade him. Oh no! Yeah, nobody would trade for Joe Mixon. It's the, the was fucking terrible. worst. Yeah, but Joe Mixon could finish top 12 for sure, especially if some things shake out the way I think they will, like Saquon getting hurt again and, like, Zeke continuing to regress. Like, it's possible for sure. I'm not that high on Saquon. I think he's going to get low-managed this year. For sure. I'm fading Saquon in all leagues. I just don't trust him. Yeah, I want to sell high on him. Yeah. Because he's, yeah, he he's going really, he's going early, and I just I can't get down with that. I know a I lot of Giants fans are telling me that they're not they're not that optimistic that he's going to play that much. Oh yeah, because they're saying he probably won't play until like week three, right? Yeah, they're saying he's done that ready. Yeah, that, that I'm not super high on taking players that aren't healthy coming into the season because like it's not like they're going to get healthier throughout the year by playing football, right? And, and the Giants' all line sucks too, so he's going to get hit regardless. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at the running backs taking over Joe Mixon. Like, I think I would take Mixon over Najee Harris, to be honest. Ooh, spicy. That's spicy. Now, honestly, I would would take Najee. I would take Najee. I'm taking Najee. I mean, like, they're kind of in similar situations, except the Bengals are probably going to, like, like, I'd expect Mixon to catch the ball more than um, than Najee, and Mixon's a proven commodity. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers O line sucks. Their, their O line's really bad. They might have the worst O line this year. Yeah, it's terrible. And like, even if Burrow isn't a top twenty quarterback and he starts off slow, he'll be better than Roethlisberger. Oh yeah. So my question with uh, Najee Harris is obviously Steelers last year were like dead last in almost every record category. Do you think that was more product of them not having a guy they trusted, or do you think it's going to be similar? Maybe not dead last, but maybe they're in the twentieth position. <laughs> Because that's yeah, what's like, I don't think bit. 
I'm thinking it would well, be better, but they're not as bad yeah. as they were last year. Well, Pittsburgh lined up in shotgun a lot. Did did Najee play a lot of shotgun last year at um no. in college? He was in the not playing my, in the backfield. Not to my knowledge. I think he was more a uh, you know uh, be, sitting behind Mac Jones. Mm. Yeah. I think But see that's kind of my point. Year. Like the, the Steelers kinda say like, all right, now we got a guy put Roethlisberger behind center more, but he, he really hasn't done that a lot throughout his career. Yeah, I don't think he can anymore because he's too old. His foot. So <laughs> yeah, he, has, he has to be in shotgun. That's why they play shotgun yeah. with him now. He's too old. Yeah, I don't know. Just I'm just not high on Najee's situation. Like People talk about like his upside because he's like a rookie running back and he can, like, can be a workhorse. And like he's probably in the RB1 discussion just because he's a workhorse, so he's kind of there by default. But like... I don't think – he's in such a shitty situation that I think there's no shot he, like, really reaches his top five running back upside. Yeah, I think he'll be better than ETN because ETN's got to compete with James Robinson. Oh, yeah, ETN, like – well, ETN's being drafted way lower, so that's not yeah. really how to take. But, like – I like James Robinson this year. I think he might be really good. Uh, I don't know. I'm not – again, I'm kind of fading all Jaguars. Um, Which Steelers receiver have a better year, Juju or Chase Claypool? Oh, Claypool for sure. Yeah, Claypool. Yeah, Claypool. And but after honestly, Claypool, I'll like take Deontay, Deontay after Claypool. Nice. Yeah, I'll take Deontay second. No, I take Deontay first, like mm-hmm. over Claypool, I think. Yeah. Like I think it was like a PPF, like I think like, like all throughout receivers, he had like the most separation through any receiver last year. Right. But but he and just drops like, the ball. He just drops the ball. And he's the clear favorite of Roethlisberger at this point. Mm-hmm. Looking at like the target numbers. Yeah, I gotta gonna... ask. Like, yeah. Why? Like, obviously, you know the Titans added Julio, and people are high on Tannehill. Like higher on Tannehill going into this year. I just feel like people are sleeping on Derrick. Thank you. I would. I have Derrick Henry ranked third uh, overall at running back. Um, probably shouldn't have said that because I have the third pick in our green room league. But yeah. um, but you know it is what I it know. is. Uh, I think people people sleep on him because they don't like that he can't catch the ball. Right, and I'll tell you this right now: as someone who owned Derrick Henry last year in a PPR league, it doesn't matter. He's too good. Yeah, yeah he's, um, he's putting up numbers regardless. Yeah, yeah I think Julio too, actually helps him. I think there's a narrative, and I don't know how it started, but I see it a lot on Twitter where people are just under the impression that he's he could get hurt since he's such like a workhorse. But that I mean, that's that would be me saying like why he's falling a little bit. Yeah, I but, guess. He, but like, how old he's now? He's 27 like now, that. right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, so he, he's getting up there for running backs, like like their their primes. Yeah, I don't necessarily look at running back age. I look at running back touches more. Um, and he's gotten a lot of touches for oh, sure. But like, oh yeah. he's really shown no signs of slowing down. He um, might just like, be built different. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just like you you draft him and you kind of stay weary. Maybe handcuff him with Darrington Evans. Maybe you look yeah. to sell high by like week four if you're really like scared about it. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, that's a, that's a really – because I, I think Darrington Evans in most leagues isn't going to be drafted, right? right? So no, you, probably not. But but at the same time, I people in our league do this. We're in a fourteen team, two uh, player keeper, and they will purposely <laughs> grab handcuffs just because they know that you have you know a guy like Derrick Henry. Because I would say Derrick Henry of all running backs probably has like the most usage compared to his counterparts. I would have to say. Um. 
No, I think I disagree. I think McCaffrey probably is the most usage because oh, yeah, yeah. I was just saying based off last last season. Yeah. 100%. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably so. Usage rate. I think I probably would say Derrick Henry would probably round third or fourth because you got to have you think McCaffrey, Cook, Cook yeah. um, Chubb. Got throwing Camara. Not Chubb because Chubb is Kareem Hunt. Yeah, they split. Who's the backup for Saquon? Who's the backup for who? The Vikings. Why am I spacing it? Running back. Alexander Madison. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Madison. But he's also dealt with some injury issues. So that's not only handcuff. Also needs a handcuff. It's not ideal. Dalvin Cook, like being injury prone. Honestly, there is a case. Like I've heard people like make a weird ass argument of Dalvin Cook over Christian McCaffrey. Oh, and like no. as an overall pick, I don't know. like yeah, it's it's very similar. Like the, the people that are saying Chris Paul was MVP over Jokic. It's like, come on now. You're just the, the main point. Team. The main point of that is, I think they're they're hoping on McCaffrey starting slow to begin the season, especially off of his injury. His, his, if he stay healthy, he missed like all of last year. Yeah, but Dalvin yeah. Cook misses time every year. He does. He, he deals with like he only had one. He had an ACL injury like his rookie season, and then he's had minor injuries throughout. Yeah, but, but he still misses time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's when Cook plays when he, he has like the best production on any running back when he plays. Right. It's just like that's the reason why he's not ranked number one because he's got durability concerns. Yeah. So I don't know. I just can't do it. But like, I feel like there's also low key a case for Derrick Henry over Dalvin Cook. A it's baseball. Oh, no. I was just about to say that. I think you can make a case for Henry over Cook. Yeah, I don't I think you win the argument, but I think. Yeah. So I you all would, would you all would pick Cook over Henry? Uh, I think you would pick Cook over Henry just because he does catch the ball. Um, yeah. but, but there is a case for Derrick Henry for sure. Yeah. There's no like, there's no way that Kirk Cousins doesn't contract COVID and fuck up that team for <laughs> That's also true. That's yeah. true. The Vikings also improved their old line too. That's another point. Do we pay Josh Allen because Cole Beasley's gonna ruin the entire team? Oh god. <laughs> you know what you know what's he might. Funny? He might. Is, so old Ole Miss announced that like their whole team was vaccinated and literally their their line for their opening week like moved up <laughs> just because uh, people were like, Well, we can we can account, count on everyone being healthy and playing in the game. <laughs> it's just kinda right. funny. I was like, maybe That's that was a little bit of an overreaction, just... but <laughs> No, I don't know. It's funny. Like is um Where's Where's Zeke going this year? I think he's going higher than he was last year. Right? Zeke right now is the RB eight in fantasy. Man, um, I, I, I really? like Zeke. He's going over Aaron Jones. Wait, did, did someone drop down or did someone go up? I remember Jacobs was like RB eight last year. You said Josh Jake, Josh Jacobs right now is RB sixteen. Yeah, he right. can't catch the ball. And they have no line and Kenya Drake has signed. Like yeah, I'm fading Josh That that <laughs> Keyshawn and like the second half of our games are usually garbage time. Yeah. yeah. You you take you take Jonathan Taylor over Zeke, right? Uh, no, I'm taking Zeke. Uh, that's a tough one, man. I hear a lot of different yeah, takes. I'm staying, on I'm staying away from all Colts running backs, man. I don't care. Yeah. I'm staying the away. Colts might end up falling <laughs> apart if they lose Wentz, Anthony lose Quentin Nelson. They might just fall apart. After Frank Reich yeah. said last year that they just go with a hot hand and they started like Naheem Hines and like Marlon Mack sometimes over Jonathan Taylor, I, I can't do yeah. it. Yeah, that one game, like, Taylor had like no touches in the first half. I was like, what the heck? So yeah, weird. I remember that. Yeah, and don't get they got Marlon Mack coming back, so he's going to get a lot of bulk too. Uh, I don't know about a lot, but he'll mix in for sure. 
He's and coming off the Achilles, so he might not play that much either. That's I'm, I'm staying injured. away from John. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you have to take Zeke, but I'm not high on either. What about Aaron Jones? Oh, I'm absolutely taking Aaron Jones. Yes. I love Aaron Jones this year. Yeah, he's, he's great. And he got paid Aaron, too, so he's going to be motivated. Aaron Jones has finished as an like, RB4 in back-to-back seasons, and he's still being ranked this low. I don't understand. Yeah, they, they underrate him for some reason. Just, it's wild. They're taking uh, him as if Aaron Rodgers still isn't on the team. I don't think I don't think he'll finish like top fifteen or top twenty, but low key, uh, Gus Edwards. Uh, it's possible, mm, especially maybe. Dominic I don't know. Yeah, Jake Adams. He was the best running back as a rookie last year, though. I'm sure he was. That's what scares well, me about the Ravens. Like that, they literally will run like all three of their guys. 33, 33, 33 percent. Yeah. Yeah. And Lamar gets those carries too. Yeah. But they have a pretty good O line. Like, they have a really good run game. It's just. Uh, they're all going to get worse. They got Rumble Stanley back, but they lost Orlando Jr. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Maybe those running backs make the O line better than it really is. (laughs) I'm kind of fading all Ravens, to be honest, just because, like, I'm just low on the Ravens the entire season this year, like, in real life. So kind of like by default, I have to be low in the Ravens. For I am too. Yeah. I really am too. I think they're, I don't know, Lamar Jackson, a lot of hype on him again. It's like, ugh. Where's Hollywood Brown going right now? Was he like the wide receiver 30 right now? Oh, there's no way he's wide receiver 30. Let me see what his ADP is. He's less uh, than that. Oh, for sure he's going to be less than that. Let me find out. But I, I'm fading him too. I mean, he was really good at the end of the year. Like the last six games of the year, he was going off. Uh, I guess. Let me see. Marquise Brown is the wide receiver, forty-seven. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like below him, like I think I take Darnell Mooney over him. Oh yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, I'm taking Darnell Mooney. Like yeah. Russell Gage, Elijah Moore. <laughs> I like, like all those guys over Marquise. Like if Justin Fields is, is starting for the Bears, I think their offense is actually be really good. Oh, for sure. When Justin Fields, uh, like, steps on the field, no pun intended, like, every Bears receiver and every Bears player, like, gets an upgrade. Like, Allen oh, yeah. Robinson, I'm so high on Allen Robinson. This yeah, time. he's one of my sleepers, man. I, like, I yeah. saw some more advanced stats on him. Like, he ranks in a lot of the top ten for, you know, specific categories. It's just <laughs> what he right. had to deal with, you know? He's, he's super motivated. They tagged him. He's super motivated. He wants a big contract. Right. And like the receivers being taken over, I'm like, I take him over Terry McLaurin. I take him over Keenan Allen. I take him over AJ Brown. Debate between him and Justin Jefferson. Like, I don't know. He's, he's such a Jefferson. He might have more I'm, I'm not going to I might take Justin Jefferson over this year. Yeah. Cause, cause I, think I like Allen Robinson more, but I'm taking Thielen's getting so I think he's going to start regressing. And he's been hurt a lot lately, too. Yeah, I don't know. Like, 1,400 yards is so tough to repeat, man. Momo, I know you're a Vikings fan, so you'll probably disagree. I, I'm, I'm taking Jefferson. Jefferson yeah, I know you would. wasn't even the key focus of the offense until, like, week three. The, <laughs> yeah, it was. I remember last year in training camp, people thought, people thought he sucked in training camp. Like, was this guy even good? <laughs> yeah, during training camp, Ola B.C. Johnson was the <laughs> right. second wide receiver. <laughs> it was crazy. And then he just broke yeah. out when it came to game time. Who who do you guys think is going to be the, the rookie that you know is going to be either not even drafted or like late rounds that you think is going to be a huge sleeper? Rondale Moore. Yeah, uh, Ramondre- oh, he's interesting. I, I like that man. He can fly. 
He's got a like, chance he, for sure. He's gonna be the second wide receiver on that Cardinals team, and like, yeah, I, I, I don't I, see I, anyone else getting touches. Wasn't it? Was Tom Murray, did Tom man, Murray have like the? I think Kyle Murray actually had like the second best deep ball in the league. Wasn't that right? Or the first? It was. Uh, it was one or yeah. one or first, yeah. one or second. He had a really good deep ball. Um, oh, another guy, Javion Hawkins for the Falcons. I think he's got a shot. Maybe because if Mike Davis goes down, or if he like. Uh, played more like the second half of the season than his first half in Carolina. Like JV and Hawkins could actually be kind of mm-hmm. a steal. Mike Davis, was really, Mike Davis was really good last year for Carolina in the first I'll, half of the season. Yeah, I want to go back to Rondell Moore real quick because yeah. I just love that because I watched him a lot last year and they a lot of teams were like shading him. He was getting double teamed, double coverage, and then they only played I think five games last year. So he's definitely like a really good sleeper. Like a lot of people don't know of him, so I like that a lot. Yeah. Another sleeper I think is going to be Brian Edwards. I think like Brian Edwards, yeah. I think with him, he has like literally the perfect size, the perfect like physical like body for a Derek Carr type of player that he can trust. He does. He's like, he like wide target. Like, I liked him last year. I had him on like almost every team last year as my last pick in the draft, and like he was slowed down by injuries, but like. I don't know. They have like Henry Ruggs and like John Brown and Hunter Renfro. They don't have anyone that is really going to do what he does in the receiving yeah. point. Obviously, yeah. they have Darren Waller, but he's a sleeper for sure. Um, but that's like wide receiver sleepers. What's y'all's running back sleepers? Because running back like late is so tough to find like those real gem picks. Man, I, I said mine that's already. Right. But Kenneth Gainwell, but he yeah. might he might be a guy that people start picking up already late. I don't think I don't know if he slips and goes undrafted. Let me see what his ADP is right now. Um, oh, Kenneth Gainwell right now is the running back fifty six, so that's pretty late. Yeah, um, tough. It's tough. He he could be right around that, like in a deeper twelve fourteen team. He could go undrafted, but I'm, I'm picking him up. Yeah. Um, oh, another one that I just okay. My pick is going to be. Chuba Hubbard for Carolina, like because if McCaffrey does go down again, like that's the handcuff. Yeah, it is. It is Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. Um, also Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's the biggest beneficiary of the whole Saints offense as far as like. <laughs> yeah, I got what's his name on the Jets? Uh, Michael Carter. Mm, that's a good one. I thought he was really good at Carolina last year. With him and uh, Javante Williams, I think they're really great together. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people aren't running to draft Jets players, so I like the thinking there. Yeah, I'm kind of high on the Jets yeah. this season, so like I'm taking a lot of those guys. Like he's probably the best running back they've had in a while. They've been they've had no good running backs for a long time. Oh, you're not a uh, you're not a Michael P. Ryan or Frank Gore kind of guy. Mm, is Frank Gore on the team right now? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying the Jets running backs that they. It's had. hard to say, man. Adam Gase put that team into the, the ground, so it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Speaking of Jets, we have Ash. Ash, do you have a fantasy hot take for us? Well, I was going to say Elijah Moore, but he got hurt. He oh, got Elijah hurt? Moore, I think he is kind of hurt, but like he'll be fine. Um, what, what happened? What, what's his injury? He had a quad. Uh, it's a quad? Yeah. Like, I, know, I was so it, it's on, a Bateman. I know he got a, he got a groin injury. I thought it was like a core muscle thing. Like I thought it was like his like 
I don't know. Harper says that Bateman should be ready for week one, so we'll see. Uh, I've actually heard that he's more likely to start the season on IR than play week one. Bateman's tough. Yeah. Because I, I think he's their best receiver, to be honest. Uh, Probably. Sammy Watkins, week one, will give you 170 yards and then not do shit the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he gets hurt and yeah. doesn't play. <laughs> yeah, or he'll just play and give you like 30 yards. It's unreal. Start him in uh, week one, Daily Fantasy. Him and Deshaun Jackson. But yeah. other than that, nope. Where's Edwards or Lair going this year? Did his, did his value drop this year? Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire right now is the running back 14. I remember he went nuts the first couple weeks last year. Then he really pulled off. Right. Week one against Houston, everyone thought he was going to be crazy. But then yeah. I don't think he ever rushed for over 100 yards again in the season. No. Then he got hurt halfway towards the end of the season. Yeah, honestly, the more the offseason going, the more I'm kind of liking him as a pick. Yeah. Um, he can still catch the ball. He's a really good pass catcher. He can catch, yeah, but like... Um, the reason I'm still like pretty iffy on them is just because like they have Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill as receivers A and B, and then historically on the Chiefs, like with this uh, offensive system, like the third receiving option has never performed that well in fantasy. Yeah, who's the third receiver? Brian Pringle, right? Uh, it's Miko Hardman right now. Is it Hardman right now? Yeah. But either way, like I'm not high on Hardman or Byron Pringle. But their their O line got better too. Their O line wasn't that good last year too. So that was maybe a factor why they didn't run as much last year too. Yeah, I mean the O line was bad in the playoffs. It was better in the regular season. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's just tough to trust a running back where you can't even trust them to get more than ten carries in a game, and they're not like a top two receiving option on the team. But that Chiefs offense, yeah, it's tough. Like I take Joe Mixon and Antonio Gibson over him for sure. Oh yeah, I think Antonio Gibson's gonna be great this year. Yeah, he's he's kind of I don't know I don't want to say under the radar, but not, I mean we just mentioned him for the first time. We're about an hour in, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. But guys are picking him. I mean, I, I feel like his ADP is like right where it should be. Like he's RB twelve currently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, twelve, not six. That's right. Yeah, no RB six definitely no. <laughs> yeah, no RB six no Zeke. So, yeah, I don't know. But Gibson, I think, has potential. I'd have to look at um, Ryan Fitzpatrick's numbers as far as throwing to the running back. I'd assume he gets less checkdowns, but, like, more running work, right? Yeah. And scoring opportunities are going to be higher. I don't know. I don't know if they still have, like, Peyton Barber on the team or not to leech touches for no fucking reason. Yeah, I don't think he'll get many touches from uh, from the catching because they got Curtis Samuel, too, they added. Right, and they still have J.D. McKissick. Yeah, they still um, got uh, Logan Thomas. He's a good tight end. Low-key, is Curtis Samuel the best running back on Washington? He does line up in the backfield sometimes. Yeah, not in uh, like, it took Ron Rivera leaving the team, though, for Curtis Samuel to actually, like, get involved like that. So that's why I'm kind of scared that he'll decline. Like, I'm Maybe. not high on him this year. I don't know. We'll see. I think they should just use him as a deep threat. You dare You dare sleep on 40-year-old Jonathan. Jonathan Williams. Oh, boy. I forgot about him. I completely forgot he even existed and played football. Wow. <laughs> Jonathan Williams. How old oh, even is he? I know he's not 40, but he's probably up there. 
shit, man. He is he's twenty seven, but they also have Lamar Miller too, so they just have like, Oh my the, god, they have Lamar they have Miller. The Lamar Miller. Miller. Running backs. Yeah. Why? What is Lamar Miller gonna contribute? Yeah. The Patriots cut him, they didn't even want him last year. <laughs> I forget. He caught a touchdown last night, I forgot in that Pats game. He did. It's like the Eagles right now. They have what, like six running Lamar, backs. Lamar Miller yeah, had, had a grand total of two touches all of last season. <laughs> that sounds. And they were receptions. Hot take: Lamar Miller is a uh, bad at football. Yeah, not good. Scorching hot take, you know. Uh, hot said, take. Um, he said the Eagles Franklin have six play. running backs. The Patriots legit have six running backs right now. Yeah, and they're all kind of good. They got to call someone because <laughs> they got to get roster spots. Okay, Griffin, real quick, like, side note on, like, Patriots football, uh, is the right move? Because I think the right move is trading Sony Michelle to the Rams. Sony Michelle to the Rams? Yeah. Trade him for Rams, Deshaun. I'm sure did the Rams, did the Rams want him? <laughs> what did you say, Griffin? Did the Rams want Sony Michelle? Is that, like, a, a rumor I mean, out like, there? they don't have any running backs. They have, like, Daryl Henderson. Right, Cam Akers out for the year, right? Yeah. That's tough. I think that it makes sense. Loss. And, like, if we're going to cut a running back, like, Sony Michelle is kind of on the roster bubble anyways. We might as well get some value for him. Yeah. Because Belichick, he didn't pick up his uh, fifth option, fifth year option on him. Yeah. I think I'd so rather he's a free trade agent Sony Michelle for a draft pick than, like, have J.J. Taylor in the practice squad and risk losing him. Because <laughs> J.J. Taylor looked really good. He does. They said he wasn't that good in training camp, but maybe he's just the type of player who just plays better when the lights are on. He reminds me a lot of Deion Lewis. Bro, he was bulldozing people last night in that game. <laughs> it was crazy. Every single play. Yeah. Unreal. He was at college, man. I, I would watch him, and I'm like, this guy's going to go, like, first round. But yeah. Dude, he's yeah. so small. He's like Darren Sproles. He's like 5'5", five, five. but he's like a bowling ball. So he's like Doug Martin, would you say? He's so short. Yeah. Um, side note on the Patriots uh, Are we all in agreement Johnny Smith is the tight end to own on the Patriots For fantasy Maybe I, I, I still got I got to see what Hunter Henry looks like Because we haven't seen him yet Yeah he's also hurt right now he, camp. he has a shoulder injury Yeah they said, Belichick said he will be ready for week one though But I know Johnny He's going to line up in the backfield I think a lot too Yeah I've seen some videos in training camp Like he, He's so good I love Johnny Smith he just caught that one pass from Cam last night, and he just got like 13 yards out of it after catching up the line of scrimmage. He's so <laughs> yeah. good after the catch. I don't know how it's he's so ridiculous, good. ridiculous, man. He just sheds um, tackles after the catch. It's unreal, man. Um, so, yeah, we've been going over an hour. Um, do we uh, – is there any last hot takes from y'all before we get out of here? Last one, Odell is a top 10 receiver. In what? In, in fantasy. <laughs> really? In fantasy. In fantasy. This coming How? season. How? The reason I believe in his in him being a top 10 is because I think he actually just got a full offseason to work with Baker that he didn't in the prior years. And this coming season, I think Baker is going to trust him a lot more than he did last season just because there were so many times he was wide open, but they didn't have any connection like with each other. First of all, Momo, I just want you to know that Odell has not been a top ten receiver in fantasy since 2016. Mm. Um, like, he's never been on an offense like this good with the Browns. On yeah, but it's a run-first offense. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the Browns got better once he got hurt last year. They did. Odell's just like a weird fit with Baker. Baker like forces the ball to Odell for no reason. But like that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, their chemistry's been horrible. And I think like this coming since he's actually gone a full off season, he could be a wide receiver one on teams. Uh, he has to stay healthy. Know. How about he stays healthy first? Yeah. He's yeah, he been, doesn't injury concern. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like maybe this is a hot take. Also, I feel like Odell is the most overrated fantasy player of the last decade. He really is, mm. I think. Odell is surviving in fantasy drafts off name alone. It's kind of crazy. I got I got one more hot take uh, before I hop off. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> let me preface this by saying I am a Broncos fan, but I also think we're going to win under eight and a half games and Drew Locke sucks. <laughs> so yeah. let me get that. As first before I say this, but I think the Denver Broncos defense is going to be a top five defense um, in fantasy this year. Mm. Uh, if Von Miller and Bradley Chubb come back healthy, then sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's possible. Isn't this going to be Von Miller's last year in Denver, maybe? Oh, for sure it is. Yeah, they're, probably. They're going to trade him after the year? Yeah. yeah. I think so. The only problem with my take there is we do see the Chiefs twice and then the Chargers twice. <laughs> so by default, that's, I mean, that's tough, right? <laughs> but yeah. I, I really like the talent. Um, everyone's back. So, yeah, that's that's my hot take there. It's possible. Yeah. I'm still going to stream defenses. I'll never, like, actually take a defense and start them every week. But, um, yeah, yeah Denver could be one of the more reliable ones for sure. No, their pass defense is nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, Justin Simmons, you know. Yeah. They they did lose some corners, right? They drafted um they got Sertan, I know. Sertan, yeah. yeah. What was the what was the, the Broncos GM says you can't pass up franchise franchise? Bro, don't get don't get started on that, man. I'm <laughs> I'm so heated on that, like what? over Justin Fields. <laughs> Whatever. Unbelievable. Oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. So so as a Broncos fan, you know, tomorrow we tune in and we get to see what Bridgewater and Locke do. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Albert, yeah. Albert Oklahoma I'm going to play. Yeah, he'll play. I mean, get him get him as a free free agent. Pick him up on waivers. Oh, no, not in fantasy. I just I just like him. Oh, yeah. He'll – yeah. Al, I just say Albert O, man. I <laughs> can't even pronounce it. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like something like that. Because, like, commentators no butcher his name every single time. He's good. He killed the Pats last year. He did. He really did. He was un- – like, I wasn't even mad just because it's like – and this is my guy, Titan. Him and John are my two favorites. I, I want to say one thing, though, about the Broncos and reaching for maybe Judy and stuff is they just have a lot of targets that they're going to have to disperse the ball, and they're going to be a run-first team. So I wouldn't reach for Jared, Jared Judy personally. I, I think yeah. he's going to have a great season, but just just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Tim Patrick, he was good last year, too. I think he'll be good again. Right. KJ Hamler could have a breakout yeah, they, season. I mean, maybe. Cor- Corlin Sutton's back, so I know his injury, but that's going to cut into some of his volume. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Maybe Noah Fant breaks out this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of fading all Broncos receivers, I think, to be honest. Mm. There's just so many of them and not enough passing volume to make yeah. any of them. See, see here, uh, eight of our players are from Colorado area and we're all Broncos fans. So I, <laughs> I like never can touch them because they go so early. <laughs> so I'm like, whatever. Yeah. You, That's I'm sure you guys know how that is, like wherever you guys are from. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I, like, oh, yeah. Texas, like Zeke, 
Zeke got drafted first overall in one of my leagues, and then like this other guy, like Jason Witten, got drafted last year. I just, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Jason Witten was drafted. What the hell? <laughs> what I've only been in four. I've only been in like four fantasy leagues, and Derek Hart gets drafted in every single one of them. Like it's kind of a guarantee <laughs> that he gets drafted in every. <laughs> of course he does. That's not as bad though as. Jason and like Dez when he got picked up by the Ravens practice squad was picked up in all of my leagues or like I played with other Cowboy fans. It was unreal. Hey Kyler, I gotta hop off, man. This was great, man. Um, Appreciate it, man. She would follow on Twitter, and I'm gonna follow all you guys here too, as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the founder of Capwise. We we do projections and simulation models, and we'll have some fantasy football stuff we're doing this year. So uh, give me a follow, and I'll give you a follow back. Appreciate it, man. For sure, man. Appreciate it, man. So I, I got one more hot take. Yeah, go ahead. This is a wild one. All right. I think Tony Brown would be the best receiver on the Bucks this year. For fantasy? Yeah. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I like it. I like it. Why? I think he will be. He got more targets than Chris Godwin second half of the season. He did, but Godwin's coming back from injury and a lot of AB's targets were just screen plays that were like two yards. Yeah, well that's Tom's boy too. He likes targeting him. That's true. Maybe if they get the chemistry back up, it'll be... Uh, and he's been there for a whole year now, so they have more chemistry. He has more um, feel of the offense. Yeah, it's... I guess it's possible, but like... And he stays healthy more than Godwin and Evans anyways. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. Because like if Evans and Godwin get hurt, like Antonio's getting so many... Uh, his use rates going to go through the roof. Oh my God, if any of them get... Imagine if like... Obviously, I don't hope this happens, but if both get hurt. Oh, yeah, oh he's getting God. so many targets. AB would be ridiculously good. Oh, my God. Um, but no, I I definitely can't co-sign that. Like, AB and um, or Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, rather, probably both going to finish higher. But I like the take. I like the take. Yeah, we'll we can call it biased because he was a Patriot for one game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get like four targets that game. He did. It was like four catches for 61 yards and a touchdown, right in Miami. Yeah. I was so excited when that happened, and then immediately he's off the team. Yeah. What a legend! What a legend in Patriots history. <laughs> um, but yeah, if that's the uh, if that's the last take, then I guess we can go ahead and wrap this up. I appreciate everybody that came through for giving their hot takes. Um, some were uh, you know league losing takes. You know, Momo, and be honest, if you take Odell, we're clowning you in our fantasy league. Um, I'm on your head. I'm picking up Odell. Head. I'm picking up Odell. I'm on your head. You're better than I'm picking Robbie Anderson, bro. Brandon Ayuk's going to drop 50 on Kyler. So. Bro, Brandon Ayuk <laughs> is a good pickup, too. Brandon Ayuk is a top 10 receiver heading to the season. Mm, I'm so excited to be in, I'm so excited to be in this league now. We'll I'm see. so excited to be playing against you guys like if you're taking Ayuk in like the second round like I, I cannot wait oh no like third round. no one I'm not no there's no no I was just gonna say I'm not drafting a receiver until like the third round because there's so many so much talent oh wait we have Nico here. see Momo's a genius see Momo the knows how to draft Let's, okay, Nico, you came right as I was about to wrap up the show, oh, but now that you're good. Like, fuck it. What's your take? Uh, Adam Troutman, tight end, six, Najee Harris, first round pick. Uh, you want to draft a quarterback before round six this year. There you go. 
uh, interesting. Yes to Troutman. Uh, you have Najee. You said as well. Najee Harris first round pick is cat. I'm like like, like that pick Harris. eleven or twelve. That's, that's He's trolling. He's trolling. <laughs> you are a Steelers fan. Nico got him. No, no, I am not trolling. Bro, he named, I'm he, not trolling. Sir. He named a local bartender as a type. <laughs> name, 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 name me five running backs you're taking over Najee right now. Five running backs. Name me five. No, you're not. No, you're not taking over Najee. I mean. Oh, now okay. I'm not taking over Najee. Uh, yeah. Joe Mixon, but it's highly debatable. And like. Wait, five running backs? That you're not. Yeah. That you're not. That you're not. Like you're taking Nazi over. Like what are four or five? Oh, 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 oh okay. Henry, um, Aaron Jones. No, that's not. I I am taking Aaron Jones. I am taking Aaron Jones. I'm taking Derek Henry, Kamara, and uh, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. Before him, that is it. Okay. That's it. No, no mention that, of Lamar. That's it. That's it. No, Austin Eckler. I'm taking him over over Austin Eckler. Yes. I love I love Nazi. I love Nazi, but you're taking Austin Eckler ten times. Not not me. I believe the steel the Steelers always give their lead back so much work, and that is not going to change with Najee Harris. He's yeah, but now he's playing an out of the shotgun. He didn't play out of the shotgun in Alabama. Uh, that he's not playing a whole lot out of the shotgun they're moving their offense more to Matt Canada and there's a lot more under center that Ben and you're 13 Ben doing a 7 step drop back is a Oh, no, no, no. He's not doing a seven-step drop back, but there are quick reads that they were doing last year out of the gun that could easily be done off a three-step or five-step drop. Yeah, I guess. And your third take was that uh, you should take a quarterback before the sixth round. Why? Uh, I think... In the last few years, we've seen these rushing quarterbacks and like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, while they went a little bit later, they provide that incredible rushing floor. Unless you're going to go get a guy like Justin Fields later, I think those guys are scoring significantly more points on average, just as a baseline rather than total points scored at the end of the year than a lot of the other uh, quarterbacks like, for example, a uh, Matt Stafford. Uh, Nico, I go. I'd be inclined to agree with you if quarterback wasn't so deep in the league right now. Like, if there was like, it is, like it is five deep. or six it, quarterbacks it is in the deep league for sure. It is deep for sure, but. When you're looking at guys like Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, those type of dudes that go a little later, you're relying a lot on touchdowns week to week. When you're looking at like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, even Patrick Mahomes to a certain extent, there is a rushing floor that comes built in. Russell Wilson as well, that you're just getting on a week to week basis. So your quarterback is never losing you the week. And when your highest scoring player is also your most consistent player, you're going to have a good fantasy. I'll tell you this right now, though, if I have to take Lamar or like Kyler Murray or Josh Allen in the fourth versus Ryan Tannehill in the eighth or ninth, I'm taking Tannehill every time. Yeah. Tannehill, Tannehill and like the rookies who might uh, expose that rushing floor are like the exception to the rule. I think, but uh, that's just because Tannehill has been crazy since. So I'm guessing, Nico, like, do you fade Aaron Rodgers based off this logic? 
Um, two, yeah, I would rather not leave a draft with Aaron Rodgers or Matt Stafford, even though I'm really high on both them. As unless you're unless you're six points per passing touchdown, then it's a little different. But uh, good news for you, Nico. We are six points per passing touchdown in our fantasy league. Yes, sir. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) So, the draft order happening yet? Yes, we 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 gave you the draft order. It's in the Sorry, yeah. I, I, I yes, go check it out. I, Hold on. Let me, okay. I, I was at work. I should talk about that on the yeah. show. Yeah. All right. Yes, you should. So for the listeners out there, we're doing a Spotify Green Room Fantasy League, you know. Um, let me go ahead and read out the list of participants of the cast of characters. Y'all will, uh, y'all will learn to know and love along the way, I suppose. <laughs> uh, let me pull this up. Man, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, let me see. Let me see. Okay. 12-man league, full PPR. The participants are myself, Nico. Y'all obviously know Nico. Uh, Vince, I assume all of y'all know Nico. Uh, Kendall, Brian. Y'all will very much so learn to uh, learn about Brian. Um, <laughs> uh, our guy Keyshawn who's on the show right now. Our guy Momo is on the show right now. We got Nick, Zach. Kez, I assume y'all know Kez, and uh, and our guy Patrick, who is also on the show right now. And um, let me pull up the draft order. Keyshawn, if you have the draft order in the group chat, um, I don't know if you have it up right now. I, I, look it up, yeah. I just want to say, you know, like if you love to see toxic, if you love to see a bunch of toxic people, you know, have air, just be arrogant <laughs> about football. The Green Room League is definitely for you. No. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> it's the most toxic shit of all time. Our group chat is toxic just because we did the draft order yesterday. Yeah. Oh man, it, is it ever talking? You know. So if you want to see oh, me yeah, at my I'm most ignorant, I'm looking for the order. This is the time. Want to see me at my most ignorant? This is the time. I have to scroll up so far to find this. Okay, draft. I got it. I got it. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Give, okay. Give us this, no. this draft order, Nico. Um, number one is your boy, me, live and direct. Number Ooh. two is Brian. <laughs> Kyler is third. <laughs> Kendall is fourth. Vince is fifth. Zach is sixth. Kez is seventh. Keyshawn, you're eighth. Momo is ninth. Nick, ten. Dean, eleven. And Patrick with the last pick at twelve. I'm not going to lie. I really do fuck with picking that. I, I, I mess with picking Ace. Ace is a really good pick. I'm not really? Gonna, I feel like... That's a nice spot. Nine, I like this spot. Eight, right, is yeah. like, eight is like a decent pick. Yeah, it's snake draft. By the way, it's snake order. Obviously, I'm I'm old school. So like, instead of like going on like a spreadsheet or whatever, like I'm legit writing down in a notebook like scheduled by weeks of what oh. my top thirteen are. <laughs> like, just what my top thirteen players are, and like what combinations would be like. Yeah, man. Oh, um, so far I got Tim Tebow Patrick, and Deshaun I've, I've had a spreadsheet. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I just like mock a hundred times. We should we should do like, a mock like right after this. Oh yeah, I'm done. I'll make a separate room in the recording, or, um, like after this recording. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll join if I can. I might have to dip soon, but like I like leave my house. But if I'm if I don't, I'll definitely join. We're we yeah, we're also recording the QP Sports Exchange today in a little bit here. So. Oh okay. Yeah. Also, yeah, uh, but, Momo, Momo, if you're still here, uh, <laughs> you, you saw that reverse. Yeah, lead? the buzzer beater. Yeah. For the buzzer. All right, this is the sign that we got to close up the show because we're talking about basketball. Uh, <laughs> appreciate everybody for coming around the show. Uh, I'll figure out what the fuck next week's gonna be. I don't. I don't really. I don't know. 
don't know. But uh, yeah, appreciate you guys, and uh, I'll see y'all next week. If you want more of your football fantasies to come true, subscribe to the Fantasy Dreams podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all other major podcast platforms. (laughs) 